When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody! It's Friday! You made it through the week! Yay! This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer, and we like to start the show with the three things we think you need to hear so you can be in the know today. We call it the three at 1203. Give me three! You got it! It's the three. I'll need three things. At 1203. Three. That's a magic number. They're going to be talking about three things. Yes, it is. It's the magic number. What does it all mean? Well, and here it is behind door number one. And, of course, we learned on the show yesterday that Burt Reynolds passed away after a heart attack at the age of 82. He was uh, an actor in many, many different things. Deliverance, The Longest Yard, We Could Go On and On, Cannonball Run. But uh, I think one of the roles he really made his own and is most known for is Smokey and the Bandit. Let's have a little listen. To a little bit of Burt Reynolds at the beginning of Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, and a, this particular clip is going to combine two bits. One with Burt at the beginning. And then saluting Buford T. Justice at the end of the movie. What the hell are we want to do with Texas for and haul beer back here? What is that? For the good old American life. For the money. For the glory. And for the fun. Mostly for the money. Now, you know what we're going to do when we get the money? Hmm? What? We're going to buy a new rig. You're crazy, you know that. Yeah, you know that. <laughs> yes. This is Bandit Darbo talking. Where are you, you some Well, I tell you where I am, Sheriff. There's just one thing I want to say. You must be part coon dog. Because I've been chased by the best of them. And son, you make them look like they're all running in slow motion. So that was just a little bit of the iconic... Uh... Smokey and the Bandit. I actually want to go back this weekend and watch Cannonball Run. I think that was my favorite of the two, mostly because it's just kind of a big chase movie. I am realizing uh, that the majority of Burt Reynolds' work I have seen is mm-hmm. toward the end of, like, toward the back half of his career. Like because what? I don't think I've like seen... Boogie Nights? Like Boogie Nights and, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the other... Like, wasn't he in Striptease? Yes. Yes. Like I've seen him in those kinds of like those films, but I've never seen Smokey and the Bandit. Really? I know. Oh my god! I remember seeing Smokey and the Bandit. Um, well, maybe it was Can. I bet it was Cannonball Run that I saw in the at the drive-in. Yeah, I mean, maybe I was, I, but I don't remember if I did see them because yeah. I also don't think I've seen Cannonball Run. So I may just have to, you know, acquaint myself with all things oh, for Burt sure. Reynolds Jackie this weekend. Gleason. I mean, there's just so much going on. You got to do it behind door number two let's see what we've got okay the second thing we think you need to hear to be in the know today is uh whoopi goldberg sharing on the view she was at aretha franklin's funeral and so she shared a lot about 
the funeral itself. But one of the other things she shared uh, on the show, because she was they had just enough time left for her to kind of share this moment, she wanted to share Aretha's dying wish with the audience. Uh, and so here is what Whoopi said. It, two things I want to tell you. I, did I have the time? Okay. The first, one of the things that Aretha was very upset about, uh, according to uh, Joe, he's the... Greg Mathis. Greg Mathis. Okay. Judge Mathis. Judge Mathis. Is that she was very upset to discover that people are no longer giving water to the folks in Flint, Michigan. And she wanted him to take care of it, handle it. Mm-hmm. Because Flint, as you may or may not remember, was slowly being poisoned. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Children, old folks, young folks. And so there was water give, being mm-hmm. given and everybody was good. Now the water stopped. Jeez. So whatever we can do to get that going. The second thing is. he also. Okay. So that was, and then what she goes on to say is that she wants, that they want to get Aretha Franklin on a stamp. But the Flint, Michigan part um, you know, it, uh, here's what I what I would have enjoyed, and I know that she wasn't planning on that. Whoopi Goldberg in yep. that moment wasn't planning on being able to share that, but it would have been nice to like actually have an actionable item that people could like something oh, sure. that we something could actually could do. do. But inspirational nonetheless, or, or inspiring nonetheless, to, to know that um, Aretha Franklin was really upset by that and, and moved by that, and um, many people may not know. Or maybe don't remember because we don't talk about it as much as we did at one point about the water in Flint, Michigan. Um, but just another little prompt on behalf of Whoopi Goldberg with the words of Aretha Franklin, that that is something that is um, a worthy cause. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can't t- talk about that enough, frankly. Right. Exactly. Here's what we have for you behind door number three. Okay, so Paul McCartney was on Jimmy Fallon. This is the third thing we think you need to hear to be in the know today. Um, And they did, you know, I just think we needed something a little, like, sweet and uplifting right now because Paul McCartney and Jimmy Fallon decided it would be kind of fun to bring a little spot of joy to people riding the elevator at Rockefeller Center at 30 Rock. So they had it set up so the two of them were sitting in easy chairs yep. and looking at uh looking at like a newspaper and the elevator doors would open up and they would surprise the people and here's how that happened hey guys i'm here with paul mccartney and today we're going to surprise some people that are going think they're going on a tour of 30 rock then the elevator is going to open on the wrong floor and that's where we stepped in ready to do this i'm ready okay I mean, is that not exactly what, you know, because I, you know, I don't know if you've ever done the NBC 30 Rock tour, but you follow a page around, which is essentially like a young person who's an intern for the summer or whatever. And you follow them around and you're pretty like you see some cool things. But if you're not there at exactly the right time, you don't run into any celebrities. Oh, sure. But there's this moment where you're like, what if we saw 
and you fill in the blank, like any celebrity. Because yeah. at any given time, there that place is teeming with celebrities. Oh, I'm sure. And so to to have that moment of being in the elevator and those doors open up, and then first you see Jimmy Fallon, which is like, what? That's crazy. And then, oh my gosh, and that's Paul McCartney. Holly Roberts. Holly Roberts would, would lose her stuff. She would. Like, she would have no control over her. I would just evaporate. Yes. I would literally like evaporate and then it would just be a pile of clothes. Like I experienced my rapture. Yeah. Like and your then own oh, I thought you meant like your clothes would come off oh, because uh, you're so, wow. you know, Ooh, there's no McCartney. Because, you know, that's... <laughs> no. I'd have a religious experience is what uh, I'm saying. Have you no. ever thought about what would you do, Holly, if you, like how, what would your opening line be? I don't want to meet him. Right. Because it's the thing that you guys always say where you don't want to meet your heroes. Like, what would I have to say to Paul McCartney that he's never heard before? Or how would he have an enlightening conversation between the two of us? And I just don't even want to have that kind of pressure. Can I? Not that this is the same as Paul McCartney, but um, I'm going to go just slightly over here for a moment. Mm -hmm. Um, We had the opportunity earlier this week to interview Steve Zahn because he was in town getting the Lifetime Achievement Award for the Twin Cities Film Festival. Last night was the gala where he was actually presented that award. And so I was there along with um, my husband and then uh, Donna Valentine and uh, Dawn from the morning show and Jason, who was hosting a conversation with Steve Zahn. And one of the things he asked him was... Does it irritate you when people come up to you and say like a line from a movie or tell you that they loved you in this particular role? Mm-hmm. And he said, no, because that, you know, that is the high, that's a high compliment to know that somebody connected with some of the work that you oh, did sure. at some time. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, that was a really, that was a good, a nice thing to hear because I think you always, when you think about meeting a celebrity, you want to say something original, but the truth is you don't really have to. If what you want them to know is that they moved you in a piece of work that they did, that's probably more than enough. Um, he did say what he, he doesn't mind selfies and he doesn't mind if you say a line from a movie. These are the two things he minds. The first one is when somebody comes up to him and goes, that one, you're, that you. Oh, and he goes, yeah. what? And he's like, I don't know. Yes, I am one person. And they're like, but you know what, you know, which one you're, what you're in a movie. And he's like, yeah, a lot of them. So when he has to do like the charades game, that's one thing. And then the other thing that drives him crazy is when people try to take undercover, like, um, phone, phone. Yeah, Yeah. Because he's like, I can see that you're doing that and you're not checking your messages. Yeah. So anyway, so for what it's worth, Holly, if you did meet Paul McCartney, you could just say, I love your work. Maybe and I, I think would just say thank moment. you. Hi, yeah. Paul. Thank you. Thank okay, you. bye. And that's all you yeah, need to do. I'm, I'm, I'm on the Holly track. Mm-hmm. I don't generally like to meet famous people because it never turns out anything like what you expect it to be. You will always, I will always be flustered and discombobulated so that the wrong things will come out of my mouth and I will spend the next two days reliving that entire moment mm-hmm. in my head over and over again ad nauseum. You know, picking apart what I should have said instead. Yeah. The worst. Um, So that I actually have found myself when I am around someone, you know, like when there's an opportunity to meet someone that I find famous, like literally going in the opposite direction so that I don't have to have that experience. Wow. 
I mean, there I are people like, that I have met that yep. are great and it's awesome, yep. but there are times when I'm just like, oh, this, no, I can't. This right one won't now. go well. I do like to hover on the outside and just observe the famous person. Boy, that sounded scary and kind of disturbing. All right, when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, it is time for a dirt alert. And Holly's bringing us all the dirt from Hollywood on My Talk 1071. This is a My Talk dirt alert. Holly Roberts has brought all the dirt from Hollywood with a dirt alert. Yes, and let's start with some dirty, shady corporate intrigue courtesy of the CEO of CBS, Les Moonves. So this report was printed last night in the Huffington Post, basically accusing CBS boss Les Moonves of ruining Janet Jackson's career post-Nipplegate. Of course, Nipplegate being the incident at the 2004 Super Bowl where Janet Jackson had her famous wardrobe malfunction. Yes, mm-hmm. and this story um, had me riveted in my bed as I was trying to um, not go to sleep last night. Um, and I mean, it tells a a very very um, detailed account of what lengths he went to to get rid of any career that she had at that point. Like, yeah, give a, like one example. Okay, so for example, we'll set the stage. Nipplegate happened. CBS was fined $550,000 by the FCC uh, even after the fact that Janet Jackson insisted that the exposure was accidental. So CBS was fined half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. After that, Les Moonves canceled Janet Jackson's planned performance at the 2004 Grammys mm-hmm. later that month. Les Moonves ordered VH1 and MTV to stop playing all her videos and directed... Vi- and, yeah, oh, sorry, you were just going to say Oh, that. yeah, right. Well, by the way, VH1 and MTV being owned by Viacom. Mm-hmm. And Les Moonves also directed Viacom-owned radio stations to pull her songs from their playlists. Wow. And even went so far, and I didn't realize Viacom, the tentacles they have, but they own Simon & Schuster or whatever, whoever owns them, owns them, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and they gave her a book deal, and he was livid. Somehow yes. it's it uh, escaped his, um, you know, fatwa his that he put out against yes. her. Well, and keep in mind that this book deal happened seven years after the Super Bowl. So this book wow. deal happened in 2011, and he was angry that Janet Jackson... Got that book deal with Simon & Schuster, excuse me. Now, nobody from CBS is immediately responding to any kind of commentary. And Les Moonves is currently negotiating with the CBS board for his possible exit from the company just a couple of months after that New Yorker article uh, that was published reported multiple accusations of sexual harassment against Les Moonves. So it's... Gosh, you know, isn't that... Why is it that we sort of... That story story sort of dropped away? You know, in in other cases where... uh, This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What flavor are you holding? 
Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Uh, somebody of that level of power had been accused of the things he'd been accused of. You know, we that would have stayed sort of bubbling in the ether. And that sort of dropped out of the headlines so such that it wasn't until we were talking about this a little bit this morning that I went, oh, yeah. I think for two he's reasons. He's in hot water. Yes, two reasons. One, less Moonves. He's very powerful in the world of media, but he's not a household name to everybody. Mm. A lot of people, I think, kind of knew who Harvey Weinstein was. People know who Kevin Spacey was. And two, Les Moonves is still at the height of his power. Yeah, and and that was something you brought up very importantly at the time that uh, the way the reason that he was being handled and treated differently by not only his colleagues but also the media was because he is a power player. He is not was a power player, yeah, although he's soon to be a was. Mm-hmm. But the way in which he will be was is actually worthy of discussion as well because if essentially at this point he's negotiating his departure it sounds like from CBS and I'm like oh that must be nice you can serially sexual assault women for decades and then and decide then how you're going to be set gonna, for the future yeah. Yeah. negotiate the terms mm. of your golden parachute there Les Moonves and to this article's point it shows how powerful Les Moonves is with somebody as a superstar like Janet Jackson, mm-hmm. Janet Jackson, one of the biggest music superstars in the world, her career arguably completely impacted by the directives of this one individual. Yeah, <sighs> only because of his ego yeah. did her career suffer. Right. Which just tells you again the danger of putting too much power. Like the, the best thing that Me Too ever did was shine a light on the intense power that individuals have in a particular um, industry. I mean, really, does one person need to have the power to make and break someone who not it's not as though Les Moonves kept her from reaching her full potential. Mm-hmm. She was one of the most, you know, one of the top performing artists of all time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is to say that his power was such that he was able to put a major you know, I mean, he's not responsible for everything in her career or life, but no, but he definitely made it impossible at that time for her to yeah. excel at what she did, which I just think at the end of the day, that's the lesson is like no one per of course, sexual assault needs to end, but no one person also should have that much power oh. over other people's livelihoods. Also, ooh, that man can hold a grudge. Yeah. Wow. We have seen that time and mm-hmm. again. Well, we'll keep an eye on Les Moonves and whether or not he's leaving CBS as time progresses. Now, uh, a couple of people who are leaving their jobs would be Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn. They're saying goodbye to Project Runway after 16 seasons. No, they are not <laughs> making it work. However, they won't be gone for long because they're going to be back on TV on a new reality fashion series with Amazon Prime Video. Okay. So it's going to be Project Runway, but But different. different. A different name. So if you're sad about this, don't be sad because they probably have a better TV deal over on Amazon. So essentially, but it's still going to be... The I mean, is the show still going to be the same concept as Project Runway? Uh, let me give you uh, the official wordage from Amazon about their upcoming series. So uh, Tim Gunn, Heidi Klum, their new Amazon series will be a fresh take in the reality space and will appeal to a global audience who are entertained by competition, storytelling and authenticity. Huh. Additionally, Amazon fashion will create a shoppable experience for viewers. Oh, so what okay, that. That's kind of interesting mm. and cool. But can we also just QVC talk about is basically what the show is? Becoming. <laughs> totally. This will be the third time that that show 
has moved. Well, but Project Runway is yes. still going to exist on Lifetime. Oh, but they're going to be... But Heidi, oh, yes. got it. So, so see, they're leaving Project Runway after 16 seasons. Mm. Tim Gunn, Heidi Klum making their own fresh take, global audience-oriented fashion reality competition Which, series. that sounds not like a fresh take. That sounds like the same old stale take we've been watching for however many seasons. But now you get to shop. That is the new take. What is created okay. uh, on the series. On Amazon on and Amazon. give them all your money. Exactly. Hey, uh, what they to, already uh, have all my, <laughs> who am I kidding? The Oscars are no longer going to be giving out that most popular Oscar that they said they were going to a couple months oh, ago. they so, listen oh, to the good. people. Yes. The Academy By the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences is backtracking from its decision in August to create that brand new Oscars category that would celebrate the best popular movies of the year. Now, they're saying that they're just temporarily shelving the idea and that it's not going to debut sometime soon but something tells me that this is never going to happen thank goodness i kind of wish their pr statement would have been like hey guys sorry we were drunk when we came up with that idea essentially yes turns out it was dumb Mm -hmm. bye all right thanks holly for that lovely dirt when we come back we need a player for our 30 second pop culture challenge we're going to give you 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. If you get them all right, you'll win a prize. We do it every day at 1230 on the Colleen and Bradley Show. 651-641-1071 if you want to play the game. 30 seconds to answer five pop culture questions. We do it every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show. On My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We call this game our 30-second pop culture challenge. 30 second pop culture challenge. Who's playing today, Colleen? We've got Julie on the line. And Bradley, what is Julie playing for today? Julie is playing for a My Talk 1071 t-shirt. So, Julie, the timer's going to begin after I ask the first question. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, here we go now. Who was Cher's first husband? Sonny Bono. I'll Make Love to You was a hit song in the 90s for what band? Boys to Men. Kylie Jenner made her fortune selling what? Lipstick makeup. Marty McFly is the lead character in what film series? Um, uh, Back to the Future. What is the first name of Meghan Markle's dad? Oh, my God. Philip. Nope. Um, David. Nope. John. Nope. Mark. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, my God. You were so close. So oh, close. we stumped her with the last one. What was the answer to that question? Thomas Markle. Thomas Markle. Is Meghan Markle's day. Correct. Uh, all right. Well, now that we've uh, completed that mission, we move on to solve mysteries. And we do it in the form of blind items that Holly has brought us in this segment we call Blinded by the Item. Blinded by the Item. Oh, hi there. Hi. You brought the trumpet. (laughs) I sure did. The trumpet of gossip. Now, let's do a confirmed blind item to kick things off today. Meaning this blind item that's published on crazydaysandnights.net has an official identity attached to it. So we know who this blind item is about. This blind item originally published last week. So we have to think about an A-list dual threat actor. An A-list dual threat actor is the subject of this blind item. Okay. Apparently, there was not a role for his wife, as he was led to believe, which is one of the reasons this A-list dual-threat actor bailed on a film. You could also think about this person's wife because she is kind of known. Mm-hmm. 
Although I would say she oh, would... kind of so so not super known. Yeah, well, I mean, she tries to be a D-list celebrity. Oh, because I was gonna say like Ryan Reynolds. No, but mm. her no, mm. no 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 no. Okay, A minus list. What and would you call him? A list. Uh, in the world of crazy days and nights, net Ryan Reynolds is A plus list. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Okay. Okay. So A minus list. Yeah. Uh, just bailed on a movie. Yes. And and um, did we talk about that last week? Uh, yeah, I think we did in some dirt alerts. I don't think it was something that we talked about uh, ad nauseum on the show. Was it a superhero movie? Yes. Chris Evans? No. Oh, wait, no, he's okay. He no, this all sounds vaguely familiar, mm-hmm. like it happened in a dream. Okay, um, here's a hint. Okay. This casting news was made, people were intrigued, and then a couple of days later, it was revealed that this person left the project. Oh god, I totally know the right? story. Right? Don't you feel like this was Um Okay, A minus list actor who left a big movie because there was not a role for his celebrity or his uh, wife. Yes. His spouse. Yes. Oh. Okay, so let's narrow it down. It's a superhero movie, you right. said? Yeah. A comic? Su- from the Marvel Universe? No. No. From the DC Comics? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Like, um, you know what that means. I know, but, I, well, <laughs> I kind of do because my, my son is really into the Marvel Universe now. This movie is about a DC villain. Right. Okay. Oh, it's see, the Joker movie. Yes. And it's. Yes. Um, uh, Hold, 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 hold. I'm now I'm Googling if I'm okay, going to be gonna real say, honest. Like, did you want to tell the people that you're Googling? Um, I would say, oh, gosh, who was in the Joker movie last week? I mean, I could. Oh, okay. Google We're it. getting there. We're getting there. Trust me. It's just taking Jared Leto? a minute. No. Oh, Joaquin Phoenix. No. Oh, think of somebody who was cast in this movie, not as a Joker, but as somebody else. And then he said, no, I'm not doing the project. Thank you very much. Okay. I can't I remember. Tell you, Just tell us because I can't Pete's remember. For Pete's sake, it's Alec Baldwin. He oh, left the project. Yes, you remember for Hilaria star- in her yoga poses. Yes. Sure, she would be perfect for that movie. Okay, but Said also nobody nice ever. Try, okay. Alec. Yeah, let me fill in the blanks for you. Apparently, there was not a role for Hilaria Baldwin as he led her to believe being Alec Baldwin, which is one of the reasons why Alec Baldwin bailed on the movie, the Joker movie. Huh. That's hilarious. Yeah. I'll figure. Oh, sure, Hilario. We're going to put a role for you. There's yeah, going to be, a, a yeah, there's gonna be like a bendy, bendy uh, superhero. That's called Plastic Man Things. Plastic Man. And there's Plastic Woman, too, right? Mm-hmm. Plastic Lady. Yeah. I don't know. Plastic Lady. Mm-hmm. Plastic Lady. Let's uh, do this next blind item from crazydaysandnights.net. It was published yesterday, and uh, I think that we read this off of the air, but this one's very juicy, and we should share it with the listeners at home. So let's think about an A-list comedian Mm -hmm. who just lost her Mm high-profile streaming gig and the disgraced A-list comedian who tried to mount a comeback last week. Now listen to this blind item from crazydaysandnights.net and figure out... Oh, wait, let me clarify really quickly. Did you say I apologize for not listening clearly that this was confirmed or not? This is not confirmed. Okay, so that was where we... Okay, bye. Bye. Okay, think of the oddest... Here's the blind item. Think of the oddest blanket couple you can. Yeah, probably not the way to go about it. I don't really care when people get together all that much if they are both single. This one, though, is crazy in the way it could explode. How about that A-list comedian who just lost her high-profile streaming gig doing the dirty with the disgraced A-list comedian who tried to mount a comeback last week? How did this happen? 
oh, I can't wait for this to go public. Yikes. The comeback wasn't the only thing you tried about. So we talked about it yesterday being, that's cute, Louis C.K. And um, there were two options. Yes. One was Chelsea Handler. Yes. Then the other one was Michelle Wolf. Yes. Yes. So it could be either. Yeah. Now, right, let me fill in the blank for you. Uh, How about... Chelsea Handler or Michelle Wolf, who uh, just lost their high-profile streaming gig, doing the dirty with Louis C.K. How did this happen? Oh, I can't wait for this to go public. Meanie so, there. How you? I think we're of the opinion yesterday that it was more likely Chelsea Handler. Or did I make that up? Uh, yeah, I think it's more Chelsea Handler, only because I don't think Michelle Wolf is a list. Yeah, that's uh, true. I think Chelsea Handler is more well known. Yeah, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Ew. Mm-hmm. And you know what, though? She will have, if this did go public and there was something to this, she would have her, you know, she would have her excuse ready. You know what I mean? Oh. Or she would have like oh, I'm sure. a reason why I'm sure we're she all, had that excuse ready when, when she, she did pulled it. her pants off Woo. or didn't. <laughs> oh, Depending on what happened. I'm going to stop now. Let's mm-hmm. do another blind item. Okay. So this blind item from crazydaysandnights.net is also confirmed, meaning names have been published with this blind item. Here it is. Published, by the way, on August 30th, so just last week. Okay. We have to think about a mogul and his ex. Okay. A mogul and his ex in this blind item. This mogul for so long is having a tough time moguling because of all the sexual assault assault charges. Yep. With his ex also desperate for money, the mogul has been selling off possessions to pay her bills and his legal fees slash settlements. Hmm. I mean, is this like, wait, is it, this is not Harvey Weinstein. No, no, no. Now think of another mogul who has been accused widely of sexual assault. Now we haven't talked about this person as much as uh, some of the other people, but is it another movie studio head? No. Oh, is it like a Amazon experience? No, it's not oh. an Amazon experience. So mogul per- business? Oh, oh, is it that one guy? Yeah. Oh, okay. It is. Totally knew that. That yeah. guy. He has Confirmed. a name. Is it a business mogul? Uh, well, he eventually became a business mogul, but he got his start in the world of music. Oh. Oh, it's, what's his name? Yeah. No, seriously, I'm, I just can't think of his name right now. Right. He was accused, like, like rape, yep. rape, rape, rapes, mm-hmm. several rapes mm-hmm. by women. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, yeah. uh, no, or I mean, not everybody was like outraged, obviously. I'm sorry. My brain what's is trying his name? to. His wife is famous too. She also used to have her own fashion line, and she had a. He's reality- African American. Yes, she had a reality series. The wife did. Oh, um, Simmons. Yeah, Russell, Russell Simmons. Simmons. Russell Simmons. Yes, yes. And her name you. is Kamora Lee. Kamora Lee. Not Simmons any longer. She's now just Kamora Lee. Okay, yeah. Fill in the blanks. Yes. We got there. We got there. Uh, Russell Simmons for so long is having a tough time moguling because of all the sexual assault. I can't say that. <laughs> oh my God, you're having a word. Friday mouth. Friday mouth. Friday mouth. Uh, with his ex, Kamora Lee Simmons, also desperate for money. Russell Simmons has been selling off possessions to pay her bills and his legal fees and settlements. Because hmm. she, by the way, is embroiled in a lot of drama, too, because her guy uh, is accused of bank fraud. 
Ugh. Her husband, big Boy, time fraud. He's having some bad luck in the pick and Remember men department. When she had, um, didn't she have her own TV show? Yes. Reality show. Yeah. yeah, I watched it. Bless you. There it is. Excuse. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Album, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Me. Um, what was the name of her reality show? Um, hmm. Sorry. The Kimura uh, Show? Yeah, let's just call no. it that. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I don't really remember. Kimora Life in the Fab Lane? That sounds yeah. about right. Yeah. Yes. I don't know why, but I was obsessed with her for five minutes. I don't remember why. Yes. Anyway. Well, let me tell you right now, she's married to a guy who used to be a Goldman Sachs banker, and he uh, is uh, accused of uh, embezzling. I'm not sure if it's embezzling money, but he is in deep, deep trouble with all of this stuff that was happening in Malaysia. May or may not also have to do with that money that Leonardo DiCaprio was involved oh, in remember with the financing of the yes. Wolf of Wall Street. I it's just messy. People yeah. are messy. People are messy. Mm-hmm. That's why it's sometimes it's better to just be like middle class ish because it doesn't get as messy, right? The more money, more problems. Yeah, I'm fine with some of that. I mean, I would like to have more problems, please, with money. I'm good. I mean, not with money, but I would like to have more problems. Insofar as that means I get more money. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just let the record state I have enough problems. I need okay, no so more I'll problems. I'll take hers. You no. can take my problems. Thank, no, I want your money. Oh, I don't have that. Okay. All right. When we come back, we're going to check in with our Google Trends expert to see what's been trending this week on My Talk 1071. Well, every Friday as we reflect on the week, we like to check in with. A trends expert from Google who knows what you all have been Googling all week long on the Colleen and Bradley show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, let's check in with our Google Trends expert. You better see this. There's something new trending. It's time to talk Google Trends with someone who knows what you're looking for. What are all those websites in your search history? With a Google Trends expert, here are Colleen and Bradley. And Molly Vandenberg is on the line with us. Hi, Molly. Hi, Colleen and Bradley. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. always good to hear your voice as we tell you every week because it means it's the weekend almost. (laughs) So can we start uh, with one of my favorite stories of the week, the ruby red slippers that, oh, look, were found right in our own backyard. Of course, because this is my favorite story of the week as well. Very fascinating in that, you know, the iconic ruby red slippers from the Wizard of Oz. There were many pairs, but one of the pairs went missing back in 
2005, as you said, from the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids, Minnesota. Someone had stolen them through breaking a window late at night, and as of recently, after, you know, 13 years, a man contacted the company that had insured the slippers and said that he had information on how the shoes to be retrieved. The FBI set up a sting operation and then recovered the slippers. We don't fully know where they were, why, we don't have a ton of details, but I found this to be riveting. It really was. And we, you know, Bali, we did something pretty unique here on My Talk 1071. We carried the yeah, press conference true. live where, uh, where we learned absolutely nothing. In fact, what Zilch. all the things that you just said, we had to Google to learn. So, oh my goodness. It's true because they didn't really tell you much at the press conference. They basically just showed the the slippers. But can you tell us how people were engaging Google in terms of uh, learning more about these Ruby slippers? Of course. And you know what I can say is that it's probably very similar to what you had to do because we saw a 200% increase in searches for Judy Garland Ruby slippers and a similar 200% increase in searches for Judy Garland herself. Mm. So it was definitely a big week here as people, you know, tried to get to the bottom of, you know, what's the news about the Ruby slippers? A lot of people are very familiar with what they are, but not so familiar with what happened. And unfortunately, as you said, there is not a whole lot of information out there, but I'm hoping that one day we'll know. Yeah, once, I mean, we want to see someone in handcuffs, basically. No, we want the whole story. I just want to know where. Yeah, yeah. what we really want, if we're being totally honest, if we can just like pretend like we're on Santa's lap asking for all the things we want. A pair of ruby slippers. Well, that, but we really want like the movie version of this or like the mini series. Yeah, and you want it to be some like, you know, 80-year-old, you know, gay man that was... (laughs) like a shut-in for years and nobody realized that this guy next to them had you know been hoarding like some of hollywood's you know best That's, movie collectibles this is the story that bradley's this been telling a, himself all this week. is a screenplay i'm working on right <laughs> yes, now exactly i think it could be the nuts fid podcast like the nuts serial oh for sure finding yes. uh finding judy's shoes or something We're working on it, Molly. Okay, perfect. Good. She's in. All right. So why was Domino's trending this week? This was for a very interesting reason. And frankly, you know, I'm on board for just about anything that involves pizza. I'll say that up front. But what I don't think I would have been on board for is the reason why Domino's was trending this week. So in Russia, they actually started running a promotion where they had said that they would give essentially free pizza for life or up to 100 pizzas a year for 100 years to anyone who would get the Domino's logo tattooed in a prominent place on their body. Oh, my gosh. Right? It's absolutely crazy. And I would have thought reading this, you know, no one would sign up for that. However, so many people wanted to take advantage of the deal that they actually had to announce that they were going to cap it at 350 participants because it took off so well. Oh, my gosh. That's sad. It's so sad. Presently looking at some of these uh, tattoos that people had done, one person, and I thought this was genius, had prisoner of a freebie tattooed with the Domino's logo in the middle. (laughs) That's a good one. Wow, people, really? But I get it. Lifetime of pizza? Right. I love pizza, but I don't think there is anything, number one, that I would probably want to eat that frequently, and number two, that I would agree to get the logo tattooed on me yeah. for. Oh my gosh, now, I, here's what I would say. If if the prize was big enough, if I was that big a fan of Domino's Pizza, I could see doing it like on your underarm, so you could just turn it over and be like, look at my tattoo. Mm-hmm. And then like once you know, you've had enough, uh, just get it removed. 
I feel like I would totally do, like, I would get a tattoo for Taco Bell. I yeah. would get the Taco Bell Send logo. Send them an email. You never know. That's actually not a terrible idea. No. Okay, Molly, sorry. This We just turned it into sorry, what, we're doing what fast hustles. food restaurant would you get tattooed on your body? Uh, no, I think that's the question, right? Yes. What would, what would yours be? Um, let's see. I I don't know. It's really hard. Maybe Wendy's? That works. Bradley, yeah. Culver's for you? Culver's for me, definitely. I don't yeah. think you have Culver's out there, but you really are going to wish you, you did, Molly. It's true. Oh, I'm from Michigan, and we have oh. a Culver's there, and okay. I'm a big fan. Okay, so right. you're good. You know what that means. Yeah. All right, well, why was Vanilla Ice uh, trending this week? Another interesting one, because, you know, most people would think, why Vanilla Ice trending now, emerging from somewhat relative obscurity? Uh, people don't really talk about him other than Ice Ice Baby, but this is completely unrelated to that. He was actually one of the passengers on the Emirates Airlines flight that was detained at JFK after many of the passengers started to exhibit symptoms and feel ill. And it was interesting because it was one of those double-decker airbuses in which Vanilla Ice was on the top portion, and everyone that was getting sick was on the lower level, and he was actually live tweeting from the plane talking about what was going on. And so we saw a lot of search interest in him this week. (laughs) Who knew? I mean, he always pops up at the most bizarre moments, He kind of does. And what are the odds? Vanilla Ice. I mean, in 2018, and there he is. Uh, and by the way, I think it was his first tweet that people were not super excited about because he basically made it sound like he was in the, you know, the good seats, which he was if nobody was vomiting on him. Yeah, I mean, I um, feel like any seat that you're not getting barfed on is probably a good seat. But he didn't show much sympathy to all the ill people below him. Definitely not. He said that he was happy he was up top, which, you know, totally fair to say, but maybe not something to tweet out in that manner. Not when people are sick like that. Molly, thank you so much for checking in with us. We'll check in with you again next week. I'll talk to you next week and have a wonderful weekend. Bye, Molly. That's Molly Vandenberg, our Google Trends expert. We check in with her every Friday on the Colleen and Bradley Show. When we come back, we are going to have a conversation about some of the iconic roles that Burt Reynolds turned down. Uh, you will be shocked by many of them after this on My Talk 1071.